0: 11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Brandon By. Brandon, how's it going?
2: Going well, doing well.
1: Yeah, appreciate you coming on.
2: Appreciate you having me.
1: All right, so let's go back in time a little bit. What's your first memory of playing soccer?
2: Oh, first memory. Um, that's way back. I would say first memories are probably either playing in the backyard with my two sisters, my twin sister, and my older sister, or I played in my first, my first like. Like, not competitive, but first soccer team was with my twin sister. And, you know, it was, it was fun times. I think my dad was, like, an assistant coach or something like that. So family was involved and just having fun. Yeah,
1: that's dope. What about just going into your your youth career? Did you get to play for a club team in high school or just a club team?
2: Yeah, I actually played high school soccer in, in a club team. So, you know, and, and I played other sports, mm-hmm. you know, growing up with basketball you know, I kicked on the football team in high school. ran track, so did, doing other sports. I was happy that you know I wasn't tied down into an academy. Yeah. Um. You know, for my soccer development, it's probably you know for my soccer development then it was probably better that you know maybe I was in an academy, but you know mm-hmm. for for whatever reason I you know I, I didn't have the ability to because you know in in Kalamazoo you know Detroit's two hours away with some academies there. Chicago's another two hours away, so you know I decided to just go with the route of you know club soccer and high school soccer so i was able to play those other sports
1: yeah that's cool because yeah i feel like some people miss out on like even just you know regular high school things just because they're playing their sport which isn't a knock on them i'm just saying
2: yeah absolutely yeah no i was i was happy i could be uh be involved in all that and, and, Mm -hmm. and enjoy those years
1: what about you think playing other sports uh helped you with soccer
2: yeah absolutely Thing, playing basketball for sure has helped me with soccer and just anticipation and, and, and things of that nature and positioning. But you know, I think I think it all it all goes ties into you know how you know you are as an athlete. You know, being coached by different coaches and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it all ties in.
1: And then coming out of Michigan, uh, what was your recruiting process like?
2: Um, into college, uh, it was pretty simple to be honest. I, I wasn't recruited by many schools you know not being a part of an academy like that i was recruited by western western michigan you know and in oakland and you know a couple of smaller schools division two II, division three schools but you know it wasn't really uh wasn't really highly recruited or anything like that decided to stay home at western michigan you know probably about 15 minutes from where i grew up um and you know i'm very happy with that decision looking back on it now
1: did that uh motivate you like not getting maybe the offers that you wanted
2: yeah, for sure. I think I was I was definitely um, under recruited and and you know seen as not as much of a prospect as you know maybe I thought I should have been. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think I think anything like that you know adds a chip, chip on your shoulder and and uh, and you know you remember those things for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And what what was your overall experience like at Western Michigan?
2: Oh, I loved it. You know, growing up around the school, watching games. And then being able to go in there and, and compete, uh, you know, from day one for a for a starting position, I was really happy with it. You know, Western is a is a great academic school as well as um, you know a soccer school as well. Not not necessarily known for their soccer, but um, you know, I was I was very happy with uh, with my time there.
1: Yeah, and you won uh, the conference player of the year. What, what did that mean to you?
2: Uh, it meant a lot. I think. Um, I don't know if I don't know if, if there's been many western Michigan soccer players that have have won that I don't know if to my recognition no nobody has um mm-hmm. so you know that was that was very very uh, a big deal to me but also you know winning the running the regular season conference we hadn't done in in many many years um so I was very happy to uh to do that those those team you know awards are are always you know much much better than the um, mm-hmm. than the individual ones that's for sure
1: yeah, for sure. Well, I gotta ask. Then, do you know? Are you the only player to ever make it to MLS from Western Michigan?
2: Um, so I think there's been there's been a couple guys that have been drafted. Uh, in in my uh my good friend and, and teammate um from from my year goalie uh, Drew Shepard was was drafted 46 overall to uh, to Toronto,
1: mm-hmm.
2: ended up playing a couple team a couple games with the uh, Toronto two team. But I think I was the only one. I've been the only one to. Uh, to have this long of a stint in, in MLS. that's for sure
1: that's pretty cool um what about like during college or was it before that like you knew you could go pro
2: you know i think i always believed in myself that i that i could play at the level you know watching games online or watching games on, on tv growing up mm-hmm. or you know even in, even in college you know knowing certain players that had had gone to play professionally that either we played against or I was you know watching college soccer You know, I thought I was just as good as any of those guys. So I thought, you know, I just needed the opportunity. I was happy to to get invited to the to MLS Combine, and that's kind of where I showed and I showed well there, and you know, and started making my mark.
1: Yeah, at the Combine, like, how many teams either did you like work out for, or how like talk to?
2: Uh, So they're all all the teams are there, (laughs) but then I had specific like individual meetings with probably six or eight teams, and it was funny New England. You know, as I was walking out of that meeting saying, you know, they are not gonna draft me. I was you know, I had a couple other teams in mind that, you know, maybe they draft me or, you know, if I dropped to this position maybe they'd pick me up. But it's very funny that I walked out of that meeting thinking, no way they're gonna take me and then you know, they end up end up getting drafted to them, but um getting drafted here I was I was really happy about where I uh, where I ended up and, and you know, the situation that I that I was uh, brought into.
1: Yeah, what was that feeling like getting your, your name called? You were the eighth overall pick?
2: Yeah, it was it was awesome. Really, not understanding, you know, not 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 really thinking that I was going to go j- get drafted that early, and you know the fact that you know once he starts, you know Garber starts saying um, from Western Michigan University, I said, "Oh crap, that's me." Uh, <laughs> so that was a that was a that was a, uh, a shock for sure, and you know just a great moment. You know, my whole family was there to witness it and and to to be a part of that with me, so I was I was really happy about it.
1: Now you now you said you didn't think you were gonna go to that high. What position did you think you were gonna go to?
2: You know, I thought I was gonna and all the pre draft, um, you know, media stuff that they put out, uh the draft boards, you know, the pre draft, you know, what people think they're you know, you're gonna go. You know, I was sitting around anywhere between fifteen and twenty and there was one prediction that I was gonna go in the top ten, but there, that was one out of like the five, so you know, I, I was I was fine with you know being drafted between you know twelve and twenty or twenty five or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and the, honestly, it doesn't matter where you go. You know, yeah. you, it's just an opportunity to uh, to get into a club and to to try out basically. But I was definitely happy that you New know, England picked me number eight, and uh, yeah, I'll be to, always grateful for that.
1: And what about what, what was your first MLS game like?
2: My first MLS game was in Philadelphia. It was our home opener um, my rookie year, and. And basically, you know, we, we go down with a red card with to a center back, and I was basically the only defender on the bench. You know, I thought, you know, maybe maybe I'm going to get a chance here. And then, you know, my teammate Brian Wright you know, comes to me and goes, hey, you better be ready because, you know, you are the only defender on this bench. And I said, you, you better be ready to go. And I said, okay, here we go. And then, you know, they decided to make the switch at like the, maybe the 65th minute or something like that, or maybe even earlier, 60th minute. Maybe, no, I think it was earlier than that. I think it was like, between fifty and fifty five um and we went to a defensive shape and i played uh, outside mid and you know that the rest is history of uh played a couple of games since then
1: yeah and i know uh, you're a defender but you did score a goal your rookie year could you take me through that play
2: yeah it was it was in l a f c it was at l a against l a f c we' were down one we 0 mid seventy 70th minute mark something like that i think it was like a it was like a free kick or a corner kick but it was it was recycled back around um and another ball is whipped in and i remember i remember sneaking my way into the back post area and then you know teal picks up his head and serves a good ball and you know i remember just running to it and just getting a lot of power on the back of the header and it happened to go in and i was i was happy to uh to tie the game up and we ended up tying and taking a point out of la and you know i was definitely happy about that
1: did you get to keep the ball
2: Yep. Kept the ball. It's, uh, it's sitting on my nightstand now.
1: That's dope. And then what about going into this season? What was it like in the bubble?
2: Um, the bubble was interesting. Uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, good and bad, you know, obviously you don't want to be separated from, you know, where you're from or where you, where you're playing at the time. But, you know, it was pretty, uh, it was like an extended road trip. It wasn't anything, um, Mm -hmm. too exciting or, or too crazy. Um, you know, the roller coasters weren't available for us. So, so it, was, uh, it was pretty chill, but, you know, you, you, you got in there and you were about your business, and, you know, we got some games in and ended up being okay. Uh, you know, wish we'd have probably done, you know, a little better in the his back tournament. But to, uh, to get five points out of, out of group play, I don't think we were, uh, you know, too disappointed with that.
1: And then what has it been like getting back into this uh, new normal?
2: You know, it's it's tough. Obviously, it brings up its challenges. Um, but I think that you know, I think this is the new normal. So you have to you have to get used to it and and, and deal with it um, mm-hmm. in stride. Uh, so you know, you know, playing these games, um, whether it's going on road trips, whether you're you know flying in and flying out on the same day, or you know, anything like that. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's difficult, but it's it's uh, it is what it is, and you you have to you have to deal with the circumstances at hand.
1: Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about the players uh, creating the black players for change? I know you're a part of it, correct?
2: Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. I think it's an awesome thing that that you know we're doing, and and <clears throat> the leadership group there has been has been great in informing it, and um, you know really really structuring exactly what we're going to be about, and and you know they're always asking for input from players too, so that's it's really important. Um, but I think it's 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 a good. Um, catalyst for change. I think Mm -hmm. I think everybody everybody understands that there needs to be change and and yeah, I'm just really happy that I can be a part of it and
1: uh and help in that way. Yeah, and I saw you have your own foundation too. Can you tell me about that?
2: Yeah. The Aspirus Foundation. Um basically we're we're a nonprofit organization that our mission our mission statement is to, you know, to develop and and better kids um better youth life uh in the Dominican Republic through soccer um, inclusion you know, in, in, in school. Uh, and you know, we, we do different things like, you know, coaching clinics, um, camps, tournaments and stuff like that. And, in as well as, as donations and stuff like that, you know, through this, through this organization, basically to, to help kids, you know, our, our goal is to, to keep improving kids' lives in, in the DR, which, you know, in, in some areas are great in some areas. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough for these kids. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really important that, you know, what we do is, is try to keep putting smiles in kids' faces, um, whether it's through, you know, soccer camps or, or soccer cups or whatever it may be. Keep educating and keep, uh, you know, pushing forward and, and bettering these kids' lives through, through soccer.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today.
1: Are you ready for the five Quincy questions?
0: Yep, ready to go. Uh,
1: What's the most important skill that you feel has given you your largest success as a pro?
2: I think being coachable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being coachable, you know... you know, understanding what the coach wants, or understanding—you know—each coach is different, and, and understanding that, and then being able to to perform on the field in, in in each situation that you're given.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's an underrated one. Being coachable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the biggest mistake you think pros are making?
2: That's a tough question because they're pros for a reason. So <laughs> you know, I, I think there there are mistakes that are happening, um, but. Oh, gosh, honestly.
1: Hey, I'm not going to lie. I like that because you, you're the only one that said that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, uh,
1: you're on your positivity.
2: To, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree <laughs> and, and say, you know, you know, they're pros for a reason. And, if, you know, if they have a job and they, they are professionals, um, they're doing a lot of the right things. No. Um, so so I'd, have to, I'd have to stick with that.
1: I like that uh what advice would you give a young player trying to make the mls or a pro league
2: i would say i would say just to to work hard every day at the end of the day you you can look back on your day and say you know i got better and then just to continue to have fun i think you know there's there's some kids you know with their parents or whoever it is personal trainers or whoever it is pushing them and pushing them and pushing them and all of a sudden these kids are just not having fun anymore Mm -hmm. um i think it's really important for those kids to want to succeed and to want to push themselves, but also to understand that if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're not going to want to do it every day of your life. So okay. you have to really enjoy what you do and and to uh, and to be happy what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean that's going back to we talking about when you played multiple sports, which I think that's like a, a pro for people just to you know not focus all on one thing. Like especially when you're like really younger.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think it's a, a good breath for some people to take. Um, you know, just stepping away from the sport. You okay. know, we can do it a little bit in the off season, but yeah, to be able to just just step away and and decompress away from the game uh, is very important. All
1: right, these next two could be either life related or soccer related? What's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't?
2: Wow, what a tough question. Um, <laughs> the earth is flat No, I'm joking. Um, uh, that's, that's a very tough question. Um, what I think is maybe, I think, I think this is, might be a cliche one, but, um, you know, it, it only takes talent to, uh, to reach, to reach, you know, the levels that y- you want to. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I think people say, Oh, you, you know, you're just born with it. You were born to be a pro or you were born to you know do this or that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very true. Some people are born with advantages, but also I think it's, it's true that you know you can set your mind to something and, and work for something and 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 you know you can get to where you want to, regardless of the situation you're put in.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Uh, what's something that you would move forward with if you weren't uh, scared of the outcome? Um.
2: Wow, you're putting me in the spot with some with some great questions here. Um, scared of the outcome. These are
1: the, these are the Quincy questions for a reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. He's, he's uh, scared of the outcome. Yeah, you know, I think it's. I think that's that's uh it's it's a tough question because you know I think you can be, you can be you know courageous on the field with with how you play, or you can mm. be you know brave in, in what you do, but it all, it all takes its you know. It's stage when you you can always push forward and and, and be more courageous or be more brave, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the passes or the the shots you take or the the plays you try to make or the, the players you try to take on, you know. I think I think that is something that that you're you're always pushing toward, and you know, you, there's always a little self doubt of of ah oh, should I should I do this or should yeah. I yeah you know and, and so and that's when that's when I think I think players become you know, from, from one level to the next is, is, you know, taking a chance, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, taking a shot or, or making a, a risky pass or something like that. You know, I think it's always, it's always a level of, you know, should I do this? Should I not? Or should I, um, you know, should I play it safe or, or should, should I go for, you know, mm-hmm. for the risky play? Um, so I think that's. That's that's a, a tough way of, of answering um, that question, but I think I'm going to go with something like that.
1: Yeah, it so- sounds like life.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, all right, you ready for some fun questions? Yep. Uh, who would you want to do a jersey exchange with that you have in the MLS and then overseas?
2: Um, jersey exchange. Hmm. In MLS, I would say in the MLS, I'm trying to think around the league. Um,
1: you do a lot right now? Or like previously,
2: uh, I, I a few, um, but not too many. Maybe um, maybe Matuidi or uh, Iguain in in um, in Miami right now. One of those guys.
1: Okay, what about overseas?
2: Overseas, I would say uh, Mbappe or Neymar. One of those guys.
1: All right. yeah, that's dope. Um, what do you like to do in your free time?
2: In my free time, uh, play video games, relax. You know, it, when it's the weather's nice, you know, golfing or, or fishing a little bit, uh, you know, just like stuff like that to to you know get away from the game.
1: Gotcha. What games have you been playing?
2: Um, play a lot of Fortnite, a um, little bit of Call of Duty, stuff like that.
1: All right. What about last one? What what's something people don't know about you?
2: People don't know about me. Um, I have a twin sister. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know that. And, obviously you know you, you grow up with a twin uh it's a different a little different life but yeah I have a twin sister
1: hey i didn't um, even know that either yeah. because i thought at the beginning when you said that i thought you meant you had twin sisters
2: oh no yeah <laughs> yep i have a i have a, a twin
1: yep oh so what all right so then i got to ask what is it like having a twin and do you guys ever like sense each other
2: <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of people ask that no not really um you know it's it's i think it's just like having another sister yeah. um you know, obviously we were uh you know born at the same time so that's yeah. that's the, the the crazy thing about about twins but no it's it's good to have a twin sister i think um i think there is a little bit of that um you know twin <laughs> intuition or whatever it may be yeah. but yeah no nothing nothing too crazy no crazy stories or anything like that
1: well appreciate you coming on and uh can you let the listeners know where they can follow you on uh, social media
2: yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter on um, Brandon underscore by. Yep,
1: that's it. Uh, again, appreciate it and uh, best of luck the rest of the season.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Quincy Mariqua here and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.